Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, I suppose Luca saw what Embiid and Giannis did over the weekend and had to put his foot on the gas pedal, and he took a trip down Route 53. Plus, the Warriors, are they slowly but surely turning a corner? How Steph made Warriors history last night while Golden State slid past OKC on the road, by the way. And the number one overall pick himself, he joins the show in a matter of minutes. Paolo Bancaro, fresh off the magic, knocking off Philly. NBA Today starts right now. We got no time to waste on this show. Malika Andrews here with Tristan Thompson. We need to start with some Luca magic last night. Let's get to the highlight, Tristan, because Luca, he had 24 points in the first quarter, seven of eight from the field, four of five on three, had 18 of Dallas's first 20 points. He was cooking. He was cooking. He was putting everyone in a blender. They didn't want no smoke. Didn't want no smoke, as Mark Jones would say. He was hotter than fish grease last night. There you could see him draining a three, doing a little bit of everything when Dallas needed it. Jumping ahead here to the third quarter, Luca once again looking. A little fadeaway jumper. You know that's good. Sweet spot. Guess this sweet spot knows exactly what he wants to do out there. So defensively, I mean, is there anything you can do about that when he's got a full steam ahead? Someone's going to step up. Rule of verticality, something. Come on, Detroit Bigs. Give us something. Ooh, once again, Luca high up off the glass and one. Luca heads to the line there. I mean, it was such an impressive performance from him. Anytime the Pistons got close, it was Luca who would give this team a bucket. They got to throw a double team. They got to switch it up. It's just taking candy from a baby. That's what it looked like. Three-point game, two minutes to go. Luca, that's good. Puts go Dallas up by five. Let's take one more look at that one. Right in his bag, go-to package, step back. A lot of guys have seen that, even myself. Pretty stuff from Luca once again. Two-point game, 50 seconds, fading away, gets the friendly roll. A little turnaround jumper there. The Magic go on to win 111-105, 53 points from Luka. So Luka's five 50-point games, they're tied with LeBron and Wilt for the second most by a player 23 or younger in NBA history. It's also more 50-point games than every other player in Mavericks history combined. So Tristan, take a look at how we did it here. We have every single shot that Luka Doncic made. 24 points, as I mentioned, in the, four, in the first quarter. The most by any player in a first quarter this season. 12 of 13. I mean, he was efficient on those two-point shots. Just impressive stuff. He was doing it all over the place. In the paint, you see he's getting the paint, especially with Detroit's bigs. They got to yeah. do a better job putting their chest on the body. And you got to get them on the free throw line. You know, you just can't be living in the paint and just, just walking in the park. It's too yeah. easy. I mean, I, I imagine it's hard to I, – I don't even know how you would break down what's the most impressive part of Luka's game from last night. So what stood out to you the most? I mean, what stood out to me, first of all, everyone knows it's, it's clear-cut. Luca's a bona fide superstar. Right. Bona fide superstar can score, rebound, get assists. 
But two things that stood out to me, it just shows his vision, and it shows when it's time to get in your bag, it goes right in his bag and gets to his pocket. Okay. And let's let the film roll the film so we can show it. Okay, let's see it. Let's get, get to it. All right, so picking this up in the yep. second quarter. Second quarter right now, you know he's already cooking. He's Like you said, he had 24 in the first half. They send a double team. You see JaVel McGee make himself an outlet. Tim Hardaway, an outlet as well. You got to do that. That's what defense is going to show in the playoffs. JaVel McGee, go up, finish. Finish strong, big fella, with a little headbutt. Okay, make the free throw. Make the free throw. <laughs> All right, in the fourth quarter, this is cash money time. This is where you finish your meal. This is where you have your dessert, your brownie sundae. Get to your bag, Luca. Everyone already knows. When Luca goes left, mm. you're going to see this beautiful step back. Gets right to it, balance. Bogdanovich, his European brother, he knows what's about to happen. Cash. Mm. This is one thing about these superstars. You know what their go-to plays are. You know what their go-to moves are. You got to step up and take them out of their rhythm or throw a double team. Mm. Coach Casey's a defensive mindset guy. Throw a double team, make it yeah. tough, get the ball out of his hands. And at this point, you have to know that they, they're going to go to Luka every single time, bringing Zach Lowe and Kendrick Perkins into the conversation. Zach, I'm going to start with you. The most impressive part of Luka's game last night to you was what? You mentioned it already, the two-point shooting. Mm. For the season, this dude is shooting 58% on twos. 58%. 74% at three. Who does he think he is? Shaq? 54% from that little floater range where he's a master. And the reason that's so important is there's nobody better, I don't think, in the entire league at getting into that little zone in the paint where a lot of guys, they're trapped. They can't put up a layup and it's too short for a jump shot. That's where Luka lives. That's where he thrives. He pivots, he fakes, and all he's doing is waiting for you to react to the threat of his shot. And once you do that, bam, the ball's out to an open shooter. He's a master in that paint. A kind of old school player in that sense. Really, really tremendous stuff. Mm. Perk? Again, for all the whack bodies around the world, him and Jokic just brings a straight smile to my face the way that they're able to go out there and perform. Because look, we're going to keep it simple, right? And the most impressive thing about Luka is his skill set. Is his skill set. We're talking about a guy that's not athletic, that's playing in a league that has so many freakish athletes at the wing position, and still he slows the pace down and make you play at his pace and still is able to go out there and do what he does, not being athletic at all based on solely basketball skills. That's the most impressive thing about him dropping 50 pieces on an athletic uh, type uh, league. And, and, and another thing is, is this. When I look at Luka, it's all about the pace of the game. Mm -hmm. I just talked about it a little bit in that, in that conversation. The pace of the game and how he slows it down, everybody's like, oh, here go Luka dribbling the out the ball. But guess what? He's going to get it done. He's going to make it happen. It's only one other player that plays the way that he does, and that's Jokic. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing to see, knowing that they're not that athletic to do the things that they're doing on the floor. Well, he certainly made it happen last night, but not pictured in the shot chart, in the highlight, in any of the things we've shown thus far is him getting into it just a little bit with Jerome Allen in the Pistons bench. We'll let Luka walk you through exactly what happened there. This is how the night started, and this is how the night is going to end with the Detroit bench and Luca exchanging words. It seems like there was a little extra chirping going on with the bench tonight. Did that impact uh, it was their assistant coach who started chirping the first quarter? So they didn't like when I chirped back. Now they said play basketball. If they're going to chirp at me, I'm going to chirp back. I ain't scared. I have no problem with that. It's, it's basketball. Uh, gets me going for sure. Uh, I don't have no problem with that. You enjoy it? 
Yeah. All right, Zach, what do you think? You like that from Luca? Absolutely love it. One of the ironclad rules of basketball should be this. As a, as a player, if a coach on the other team is yapping at you or jumping up and clapping his hands at you when you're trying to shoot, you get to yap back at him and especially taunt him when you make a shot and you don't get teed up for it. So yap back, Luca. If they're chirping, you chirp at them. Yak back. All right, uh, Perk, Tristan, you played for a combined, what, 25 years in the NBA? Um so, so who was, Tristan, the best trash talker? Either you played with or you played against? Don't say Perk. Please don't say Perk. I'm not going to say Perk. I'm going to say Perk's uh, <laughs> big uh, front court teammate, KG. And, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, KG chirping. And, you know, uh, my first game mm -hmm. as a rookie against KG, uh, you know, it was my idol looking up to him. I bought those Adidas shoes. And um, he said to me out of bounds, but he said, young fella don't know the plays. And I did. And I was so mad because I was like, I was trying to impress him. But I forgot the plays, and ever since then, I said, I'm not going to forget no more plays because I don't want no veterans talking smack to me, and I was mad. Did you try to act like, no, I knew, I yeah. knew. I said, I know, I know, but I didn't know. <laughs> I looked at my team, I was like, where do I go, where do I go? What like, do I do? <laughs> Perk, Perk, do you agree with Tristan? I do agree with him. And, and look, KG had bars. Like, he used to say stuff on the floor, and I'm like, you had to be rehearsing that the night before. Like, and he had no filter, and he didn't care if he hurt your feelings or not. Like, for us, just like him coming up with things on the fly, it's no other guy that I could think of other than Kevin Garnett for us approaching guys and pissing guys off so bad that they wanted to fight him every single time or so bad that they really just hated KG. And that's what you wanted. But he didn't care because if you wasn't on his team, he didn't really care about you anyway. So it's so many stories that I could actually tell, but it got to be like unfiltered if you mm. want me to give you the best <laughs> version of that, Malik. And I know we can't do this on this show right now because if I got to give you KG, it got to be unfiltered. Yeah, I don't got the, I don't have the bleep button ready. So with that, let's let's just keep it pushing and head to the Pacific Northwest because I, I don't, I, I, I don't got that. <laughs> let's give it. Let, let's get it because Dame Lillard, Dejounte Murray, dueling 40-point games last night. We'll get to it in one sec, Perk. You can see them going head-to-head -head in this one. We start in the closing seconds of the second quarter here. The Hawks down seven. <laughs> Not anymore, Tristan. Dejounte is going to work. Worked on our trade ball. Got to give a lot of credit to Chip English in San Antonio. Got his jumper right. Well, but Damian Lillard says, young fella, I've been doing this for a long time. What's the most impressive part, do you think, about what Dejounte has brought to this Hawks team? I mean, people wondered if him and, and Trey could play together, and, and they're able to do that. And he's stepping up when Trey's out, and he's making impact on both ends. Under six minutes left to play here. Dejounte once again hits the floater 40 points a career high night and then just over five minutes to play here Damian Lillard once again says I'm gonna have a word in on this one and a little blazer fan look he's like oh my goodness Damian Lillard once again Bogdan Bogdanovich hits the fadeaway three Hawks pull within five at this point he always makes big shots, always makes big shots. But you know who else makes big shots? They call him Dame Time for a reason. With under a minute left to play, he puts the Blazers up, dishes it out to Anthony Simons. Young fellas hooping, he's making shots, taking over that spot at two guard. Hits the three, Blazers get the win, 129-125. Eighth 40-point game this season 
That's fourth most in the NBA. I mean, look at Dame's numbers. Averaging nearly 34.5 points per game on 50% shooting. Now has two more 40-point games this month than he had all season before January, which is just absolutely insane. And we're just nine days away, Zach, from the trade deadline. But but who's counting, right? The Blazers are currently a game out of the West play, and the Hawks are eighth in the East. So if you're looking at these two teams, which one needs to make a move more? Yeah, both of them are just kind of treading water in that dreaded mediocrity zone. Look, I'll say the Blazers, the Hawks already made their big trade in the offseason, trading a whole bunch of picks for DeJounte Murray. He's been solid for them. Yeah, John Collins could still be had. Maybe a couple other guys. We'll see. The more I watch Portland this season, the more I just am not sure what they're doing. What is their identity? What is their founding principle? What kind of style do they want to play? They're trying to thread this needle of Damian Lillard's 32 years old. We want to maximize what he has left in his prime. He deserves it. He wants it. He's on a huge max extension that goes for a long time. But the team around him, look, the record is what it is. They're not good enough. And when I watch them play, I see Damian Lillard at 32, Anthony Simons at 23. And I just kind of feel like I've seen this movie before with two small guards Mm. trying to build a defense and not ultimately getting where you want to go. Although I think the Blazers had an underrated amount of success with Dame and C.J. McCollum. And I just wonder, how long can they try to thread this needle? How long can they just sort of stay in the middle around 500 before something has to give? And that nine-year age gap between the two guards just stands out to me. I don't know what they do. They're barely under the tax, so they can't do all that much. But it just feels like something's got to shake there. Mm, Well, the NBA trade deadline, we have a five our trade deadline special next Thursday, the 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern. We will have you totally covered on any moves that the Blazers or others may make. Still to come, though, on this show today, Steph Curry. He added another accolade to his proverbial mantle, what he achieved, and his must-hear sound about it. That's coming up shortly. Plus, tonight, mark your calendars. It's the Lakers. It's the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Will LeBron throw another garden party as he inches closer and closer to Kareem? Do not miss that. Plus... Speaking of the East, you're going to want to stick around for Paolo Bancaro. He is joining the show fresh off his monster night against the 76ers. There he is. We will be chatting with him coming up next. He's a walking bucket from walking. Seattle. Walking, walking bucket from Seattle. You know how play. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Here's a look at the Rookie of the Year odds. Paolo Bancaro, runaway favorite at minus 950. And he was in action with the Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Orlando Magic last night. When I say Paolo Bancaro went to work, boy, did I mean it. We pick it up in the second quarter here. Markel Fultz gets a steal, pushes it ahead. Paolo with the slam. My goodness, what a jam for the rookie. And then once again, Nice move, draws the foul, and one layup gets it to go. And then a few minutes later, the Magic down by nine. Ben Caro working over P.J. Tucker, hits the jumper, gets it to go. A nice shot there by Ben Caro. And then just over two minutes left here, Ben Caro laces up the three ball over James Harden. I mean, the Magic mounted a major comeback in this one. Friends, Wagner passes it to Ben Caro, emphatically slams it down. He had 29 points, nine rebounds, and the Magic go on to win it. So fresh off of the Magic's win, we are joined by the man himself, Paolo Bencaro. Thanks for making a little bit of time for us here on NBA Today. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Actually, I should be addressing you differently. Rising star, Jordan rising star, freshly named <laughs> Paolo Bencaro at the All-Star Game. Where were you? How did you find out? What does it mean to you? Yeah, uh, well, I was right here in this hotel room. Uh, you know, they, they informed us or informed me that, you know, we'd be hearing about it later in the day. And um, just just blessed, you know, to be able to be a part of All-Star Weekend. Um, it's been a dream of mine, obviously, since I was a young, young kid, you know, watching it every year. Um, so being able to be a part of it is, is special. That's awesome. We cannot wait to watch you. Paolo, the Magic, you've won your last four games against the Celtics and the Sixers at the time, the top two seeds in the East, and no one else has beaten Boston three times this season. What do you attribute this team's success to against those Goliaths of the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I think, you know, just our ability to compete and, um, you know, be able to, you know, play hard and trust each other. I think we've been learning that as the season went on. Um, you know, we started off rough, had a lot of injuries, um, weren't healthy. But, you know, as of late, you know, I would say the past probably month and a half, two months, we just really came on and clicked as a team and just starting to learn how to really win games. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, and we see that we can play with anybody, we can beat anybody. And it's just a matter of if we can, you know, establish it and, um, you know, replicate it, you know, game after game. I think that's what we're learning how to do. But, you know, we definitely know that we can play with anybody and we can beat anybody. Yeah, I think it's fair, right, to call last night's win a, a statement win against Philly. It's the first one you've won in Philly, the Magic has, since 2016. What sort of message, I think, for the last couple of years, the Magic maybe were the, the punchline a little bit. What kind of message does that send to the rest of the league? Um, I mean, I just think, you know, teams got to take us serious. Um, you know, we're really talented, you know, on top of, you know, being a great team and, you know, having great chemistry. You know, we got a lot of talent, um, a lot of size, just a lot of guys who are skilled. And I think, you know, we're a tough matchup for a lot of teams. And um, and we're young. You know, we just got a lot of players who are learning. So I think teams see that, players um, on other teams see that. And I think, you know, they're going to keep having to take us serious. Well, speaking of size, you have the average tallest starting lineup in the NBA in a time where folks are playing fast. They're playing small, pushing the pace. What do you think that's how does that set you apart? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, we got one of the biggest lineups, if not the biggest lineup in the league. And, um, you know, we're able to, you know, have five guys out there who can really handle the ball, um, shoot, dribble pass. Um, so it's kind of positionless. Um, you know, we don't really go out there with guys playing, you know, forward, center. Um, you know, we just kind of have guys who can play everywhere. You know, anyone can bring it up you know, off the break. Anyone can shoot threes, um, set screens, you know, you know, be the screen setter or the ball handler. And uh, I just think it makes it you know, hard to match up with us. Mm. When you were taken number one overall, Paolo, we spoke in the summer and you said there were some folks, right, who didn't necessarily see that pick coming. And it gave you a fuel. It made you feel like you had something to prove. Do you feel like you've proven it? Uh, Yeah, I think I've proven it to, you know, the people who may have doubted. Um, but I also feel like I have a lot more to, to prove to myself. You know, I think, you know, one of my goals coming out was to, obviously prove those who, who thought otherwise wrong. But, you know, I also felt like I have a lot to prove to myself and just how far, you know, I want to be, you know, along as a player. Um, obviously, I'm not there yet. Um, I got a lot of work to do, but just keep on, you know, seeing what I can do. And, um, you know, sometimes you surprise yourself, but, you know, most of the time, you know, you do what's expected of you. And uh, I, I have high expectations of myself. So just trying to um, continue to meet those and, you know, win games. Before we let you go, Paolo, we, we shared the odds a couple of minutes ago, but I'm much more interested in what you think. Why are you the rookie of the year? Uh, I, I mean, I just feel like, you know, I've, I've tried to come out and put forth my best effort, you know, game by game every night. Um, you know, I think I've not only, you know, been able to have success, um, you know, myself, but just also the team. I think our team's had you know, a lot of a lot of success, a lot of guys who have taken, you know, a great step in their in their years from last year and the previous years. I think we just everyone's gotten better. And I think the Magic are, you know, we're a team that um, we just, you know, we feel like we can be taken serious and that, you know, we can be in contention. And so um, I think, you know, me helping helping that and, you know, helping affect winning has, uh, you know, just really um, kind of just showed that, but also still being able to learn and, um you know, get better. But yeah. With you and with this group, I do not think the Magic are a team that many folks are taking lightly anymore. Paolo Bencaro, thank you so much for spending a little time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. You will see Paolo Bancaro in the Rising Stars Challenge. And joining him there, you can see the sophomores selected, including Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. There will also be G League players, including projected top two pick Scoot Henderson. And these 21 NBA players will be drafted onto three teams. Each of them are on three teams. And then the seven G League players, they're going to make up a fourth team. A little bit of a different format that we've seen the last couple of years. This is going to be fun. Still to come right here on NBA Today, LeBron's had some fun in the garden. Longtime teammate Tristan Thompson, his favorite LeBron memory there. And Zach Lowe. This is interesting. He has unearthed some insane gems about the Heat, about the Bucks. So is it possible that those two Eastern Conference contenders are somehow being slept on? I'm going to need Zach Lowe to explain that one. Plus, Jeff Curry and the Dubs. Perhaps they're turning a corner here. Our panel on whether they noticed Golden State rounding into championship form yet again. Uh-oh, stay tuned. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, I see my name linked to a lot of the greats that played this game, like Kareem Abu-Jabbar. Yes! It means a lot. For what he did for the game, the championship runs that he had. And being an all-time lead scorer in NBA history. It is apropos now to say that he is truly the king. It's just respect. I think LeBron's legacy is, is extraordinary. Yeah! His presence in three different cities. He brought the championship each time. But he's done a lot more than that, both on the court and off the court. That's why I have a lot of respect for him. Just the correlation, being high school phenoms, to doing the things that we did off the floor to wearing a Lakers jersey and trying to carry on that legacy and then being a part of this conversation with the scoring record. We will kind of always be linked. Tonight, the King's quest toward Kareem's market continues at a place where LeBron has had plenty of success, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. And in 30 career games at MSG, including the playoffs, LeBron has walked away a winner a whopping 21 times. And that's a whole lot of garden parties. So Knicks fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be Richard here, but shield your eyes, shield your ears. It probably won't be fun for you to relive all of this. Certain buildings in this league that you just, you know, you thrive on and you know, you're excited about. As a kid, you always vision not only playing in the NBA but also having a chance to play in Madison Square Garden. Just being the mecca of basketball. LeBron James lighting it up and putting on a show here at the Garden. James, another three. That's good. One of the great shows here at the Garden put on by LeBron. Just simply amazing. An all-around dominating performance. He torches the Knicks again. So the question is for the Knicks, how do you stop the unstoppable player? He's just knocking down those perimeter shots. Backs down the three. He's hitting that. You have no chance of stopping him. That's scary to see how easy he makes that look. LeBron James has not disappointed his fans tonight with a 52-point explosion. Well, what are you doing now? Mission accomplished. LeBron James makes his first visit to New York City in Madison Square Garden as a member of the Miami Heat. Mr. James welcome the Broadway with a right-hand jam. Team out ready, knockdown shot. LeBron was dialed in on both ends of the court. LeBron James with a triple-double. Not a spotlight that I can't handle. It's not a situation I can't handle. Saturday night crowd, what they came for is to watch this guy do his magic. LeBron sizing up. Robinson goes inside! 
got his triple double. Yeah, it's just a different feeling when you come in this building. Like you're on stage and playing a game of basketball. And then you think about the history of the game. So many great performances, so many great coaches and players, and so many great people have come through here. There's no way that for me to ever think that this is just another role game. LeBron has averaged over 28 points per game at the Garden during his career, including the playoffs. And since the merger, only Jordan and Kobe have a higher average among visitors to play at least 15 games. We now welcome in Dave McMenamin covering the Lakers for us and Tim Bontemps covering the Knicks. Dave, I want to start with you here because as LeBron gets set to play in Madison Square Garden, it seems like every time he is there, he brings his A game. What, what is it about that arena? Well, Malik, he's said this before. He's not just a basketball player. He's a performer. He's an entertainer, like a great musical act, like the circus. When he comes to town, you put his name on the marquee, and that's the hottest ticket around. And certainly when he played in the Eastern Conference the first 15 years of his career, he loved playing in the Garden then, but it was more frequent, twice a season. Last five years been playing for the LA Lakers. There's only one trip to the Garden a year, and he's been robbed of those chances the last two years. Uh, of course, the suspension after the altercation with Isaiah Stewart last season and two years ago, he was out that high ankle sprain. So this is a game he's been circling on his calendar, and it comes at a great time as he marches towards the all-time scoring record. Well, and since he hasn't played in this, gar- in this arena, in the Garden, in a couple of years, the person I may be envy the least is, is Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks, who have to game plan against this 38-year-old who's been on an absolute tear lately. Tim Bontemps, what are the Knicks' plans there? Well, Malik, as you said, both Tom Thibodeau and Jalen Brunson Monday ahead of this game against the Lakers at MSG tonight talked about how impressed they were with the consistency LeBron James has showed over his career. Tom Thibodeau has obviously coached against LeBron all those years with the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference. Going to see him tonight as to try to be tasked with slowing him down. And Jalen Brunson said the thing that stood out to him was how LeBron has been in the spotlight since he was a teenager and has continued to play with such an impressive high level of consistency. And consistency is something, Malika, that the Knicks have sorely lacked throughout the course of the season. They've had a series of highs with long winning streaks and then lows with equally long losing streaks. Mm. And after losing to the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday night, the Knicks want to get things turned back around, get a win tonight against the Lakers because they've got the Miami Heat, who they're chasing for the sixth seed, coming in on Thursday. They've got the Clippers coming in Saturday, the Sixers on Sunday. This is a brutal stretch in the schedule, and the Knicks cannot allow themselves to slide all, you know, even farther down the Eastern Conference standings of the seventh place they sit in right now. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you. Enjoy the game tonight. I know one thing for certain, it is going to be a show. So Caesar Sportsbook has LeBron's points prop tonight at 27 and a half. That's despite LeBron averaging 35 points per game over his last eight games. So back here with Big Perk, Tristan, and Zach. And each night, right, everyone's eyes are on how many points LeBron is going to score, especially as he gets closer and closer to Kareem's record. So Perk, I'm going to start with you here. Is he going to go over 27 and a half tonight? <laughs> that's a dead bow lock, Malika. That's like me going to the doctor and he asking me if I'm over 300 pounds. The answer is yes. That's a dead bow lock. LeBron James is going to have the over tonight, okay? Cool. Mm. What do you think, Zach? I will cook Perk a 40-piece lemon pepper wings dinner with all the trimmings <laughs> if LeBron does not go over 
27 and a half. 27 and a half? He sat out last night. This is Madison Square Garden. He's going over 40. Forget 27 and a half. <laughs> Tristan? He's going over, like, All right. like Zach said. But you're not making any promises to cook. I'm not cooking. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm a chef. All right. <laughs> Uh, Perk, I, I understand that maybe you even have okay, a so, word uh, on uh, on LeBron here. Uh-oh. 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 I, I, I do. I do have a word Perk of the take. day, and it's clairvoyant. Okay, it's clairvoyant, okay? And clairvoyant is basically somebody who's like me, who could vision and see the vision and could see the future. Like, you know, Wendy had a clairvoyant type moment when he was talking about the Utah Jazz last year and something was going on with the Utah Jazz. So I have one right now. You know, 88% of the time I'm right. 12% of the time I'm wrong, and even when I'm wrong, I'm right. But I'm about to show, tell you what he's going to do tonight. He's going to have 38 points, okay, Malik? He's going to have 38 points. He's going to drop it on the efficient field goal percentage. He's going to shoot the lights out, okay? And it's not going over 40. You know why? Because Tom Tiblow is not going to allow him to get 40. He's mm. just that stubborn. He's going to trap him at times. But LeBron James is so great that he's going to have 38. So that's the word for the night. All Clairvoyant. right. Clairvoyant. Well, we know that the yeah. folks in Madison Square Garden, they're going to get yeah. a show. And this is interesting because mm -hmm. here's a look at the average listed ticket price for the Lakers' next five games. This is according to Vivid Seats. Tonight's game at the Knicks, it actually went down 12% from the start of the season with LeBron not in the range of the record. But take a look at February 7th against the Thunder up five, 357%, and then the Bucks game is up 160%. I mean, over $1,200. Before we go to break, though. Accent. Whoo. Accent. Tristan, is there any particular uh, the, the memories, moments? Oh, this money. was a memorable moment. I remember this. This is the best part of the game, because we was up 30. The game was over, so we just played a little flip. Oh, yeah, you see it? excited. I think I gotta bring it back. Oh, look, and then and then LeBron is saying, okay, yes, whatever's happening in the game, but then also can't have the water <laughs> die, bottle on die the floor. Die for the loose ball. Die for the loose ball, right? Did anyone get it? Richard got it. Okay. But you know what? I'm gonna get it right now. Are you, you know? sure? I got it. It's All like right. A game seven approach. Okay. Like my quote, no game. Okay. Eight. Let's go. Three, flick of the wrist. It's Two. all about the flick of the wrist. Oh! Ah, do it again. Oh. Oh. To be clear, though, I did this in the break for a solid. Oh! I know what I'm going to be doing in the break, but the Bucks are with Chris Middleton back. Milwaukee is on the move up the standings. We're going to talk about them next. I see what you did there. Now can be Bucks. Yeah. You're watching NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. So Tristan, you're still new here. There's one thing that I, I want to make sure you know. Everyone, all the time, always listening, right? Always listening. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, everyone. Shoot, e that, uh, on the court and off the court. Everyone's always listening <laughs> yeah. and watching. Everyone's always listening ready. and watching, uh, especially on this show. And somewhere, somehow, our staff, they always got their ears to the ground. Uh, Zach Lowe, yesterday, on the wildly successful Low Post podcast, you said this. Every day, I, I'm on NBA Today. If I'm not in LA, I'm on NBA twice, twice a week, NBA Today, Tuesdays and Fridays. Every pre-production meeting, they ask me, what do you want to talk about? I say, guys, I think we should kind of talk about the Sixers. And we never talk about the Sixers. Well, fine then. The floor is yours. Let's talk about the Sixers, Zach. Go ahead. 
The Sixers are awesome. Does anyone notice the Sixers? I mean, everyone notices when Embiid and Jokic play against each other and Embiid goes crazy and stakes his claim to the MVP. The Sixers have been on fire for like six weeks. James Harden is back to his all-star form. Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench is working. Suddenly, the East is a three-team race for the number one seed and maybe the number one overall seed in the NBA. It looked like Boston was going to run away from everybody Two weeks ago, 10 days ago, Philly's right there. Why can't Philly chase the title this year? Why not? That's all I'm saying. Why, why not? not? Why not? And why not? We will be talking about them a whole lot and running that sound back over and over and over again. But right now, we're going to try a new segment. It's called The Lowdown. And the goal here is to look at a few of the teams playing tonight, and you're going to present us, Zach, with a stat on why that stat could have a big impact on the team's success. So let's start with the Heat because they are in Cleveland. The Heat, 27th overall in offense. That's pretty stinky. You can't get anywhere with the fourth worst offense in the NBA. But you look at the numbers. When Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are on the floor, they're scoring 116.8 points per 100 possessions. That's like the same as the number two or three or four offense in the entire NBA. Does that mean that maybe when this team is whole and healthy and all their best players are available, there's a dangerous team lurking here, a team that might be even a little bit better than the proverbial, oh, nobody wants to face them in the first round. They'll be annoying. They're up to five games or 500. Solidly sixth, creeping up on Cleveland for fifth, 17 and nine in their last 26 games. That's not amazing, but maybe that number hints that under the hood here is a better team than the record shows. Under the hood, something not so stinky, as, as you put it. Um, let's stick in the East here. The Bucks, they're hosting the Hornets. What have you seen from their offense since Chris Middleton last Monday after missing the 18 games after he came back? Mid like like Miami, Milwaukee's offense has been just flat bad all season, particularly in the half court. And since Chris Middleton came back, and it's not just Chris Middleton, everyone is making shots. Giannis is doing his thing into the rim. But Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, they've all gotten hot from deep, even with Bobby Portis out. And suddenly, this team is scoring at a top 10 rate, almost 119 points per 100 possessions in the last three weeks or so. And Chris Middleton's just getting his feet wet. And this team doesn't have to be amazing offensively to repeat what it did two years ago when it won the title because they are neck and neck with Cleveland as the best defensive team in the league. They're going to play bully ball. They're going to beat you on the glass. If they can be 7th, 8th, ninth on offense, and I think they can, then they're a real threat to win another title. Well, Mike Budenholzer certainly is one that preaches good defense leads to good offense. All right, sir, let's head out to the West. The Pelicans, they've lost eight straight. They're in Denver tonight. That's a tall task. You talked about their offensive strength struggles last Friday in 10 things. So what have you seen on the defensive end of the floor? Yeah, the offense is the main reason for the backslide. And surprise, surprise, without Zion and Brandon Ingram, it's a little harder to score points. But defensively, simmering the entire year, they allow the worst or highest, I guess, field goal percentage at the rim by far of any team. If you get to the rim against the Pelicans, you're going to score. They don't really have any shot blocking. No one is scared to go at anyone at the basket. Their best rim protection is really when they put Larry Nance Jr. at the five. Zion at the floor and switch everything to at least put a kind of a force field around the paint so nobody gets in there. I think the Pelicans 
we'll look around at the trade deadline. Can we find some rim protection somewhere? Just a different kind of look because what they're allowing at the rim is just too high for them to be a good enough defense to be the team we kind of thought they would be before right. injuries took their toll. Yeah, because when you look at the roster, I wouldn't have thought that they would struggle that much defending in the paint. And at the beginning of the season, all of us were talking about the Pelicans as a team that could potentially be a sleeper to make a deep playoff run in the Western Conference. Obviously, injuries have got the best of them, but we'll see if they do anything before the trade deadline. What do you think? The lowdown. Good, Zach. Do it again next Tuesday. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Either that or we'll do Zach to the future. All right, still to come on NBA Today, are the Warriors quietly rounding back into championship form? Ooh, that would be tough news for the rest of the league. What our analysts are noticing about the champs. That's coming up next. They're waking up. Uh-oh. That's time. Let's go to OKC because the Warriors, they beat the Thunder thanks to a combined 66 points from Steph and Clay, tied for their third most combined points this season. The Warriors, they've now won back-to-back -back road games for the first time all year. And we're in January. Here's Thunder coach Mark Dagnalt on Golden State. We got off to a really rough start. Good news is um, we you know, played well and course corrected nicely. We got better as the game went on. But I thought there was a little bit of a boogeyman there in the first quarter. Uh, and then, you know, once we opened the closet and realized there was no one there, then we started playing. All right, Perk, so what's been the key, do you think, to the Warriors being able to, I don't want to say turn this around, but starting to see them turn this around? Well, you know what? I look back at they, their last game against the Memphis Grizzlies, right? That continuity, that trust, that's what I see, and that's what they're starting to build off of. We watched the sequence where we saw Steph Curry ask for the ball, Jordan Poole look him off, Steph Curry get mad, throws his mouthpiece, and gets ejected. And then all of a sudden, once he get ejected, we see it come down to Jordan Poole getting a game-winning basket assisted by Draymond Green. That's the turning point. This team was missing, was missing that togetherness. They was missing that continuity in the locker room. And it only takes one game. It only takes one moment. It only takes one situation to bring togetherness. And I think that situation against the Memphis Grizzlies is what got the Warriors playing the way they playing because now the energy level has shifted back to what we saw last season. Zach, is it okay to get excited for Golden State now? Is it still too early? No, it's okay to get excited. I've been saying for weeks, a run is coming. A run is coming. All the numbers suggest a run is coming. They have a really solid nine-man rotation. Now everyone's playing well. The ball was popping around the floor last night. Just great, great plays, great Warriors passing, the whole thing. My thing is this. They're still a solidly average team. They're two games over 500. What I'm waiting for to really get excited, even with Andrew Wiggins back and everything humming, what I'm waiting for is give me a game. It doesn't even have to necessarily be some 20 or 30 point blowout. Give me a game where you just feel the Warriors are the superior team by a lot mm. from start to finish. Because even point. all these wins recently have been kind of like on the edge for most of the second half. You know, three-point lead, five-point lead. Oh, my God, they fall behind. You never quite feel like they're the juggernaut that's hitting you in the face. That's the win I'm waiting for. And when we see that, maybe the dam breaks a little bit. 
they got the win against Memphis, but it's Wiggins. Wiggins got to, you know, play like how he's playing in the finals, and, you know, that's, that's the key to their team. Him playing at a high level and getting Kaminga at that small ball five, those are the two keys for this team to, to repeat. And, you know, Wiggins knows what it takes. Got that nice extension. He's ready to ball. He's from Toronto, from Canada like me. So he <laughs> knows what time it is. Got there a rep go. One quick note before we head to break. Steph Curry, he passed Wilt Chamberlain for the Warriors' all-time field goal record. So, I mean, anytime you're mentioned in a conversation with Wilt, even though he only played, what, five and a half seasons with the Warriors, it's, it's pretty good. And Steph, I mean, he just about owns every important record with the Warriors at this point. NBA Today will be back in just 60 seconds. Tomorrow night on ESPN, our doubleheader starts with the Nets at the Celtics, followed by the Hawks and Suns. And did someone say Suns? Let's uh, take a little bit of a trip into Bill Walton's world on throw it down for their game versus the Raptors last night. Intergalactic volcanic eruption. Phoenix, Toronto. Bridges with the runner. Bridges, I love bridges. Golden Gate Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm trying to do stats. I'm playing the chimes of freedom. I want overtime. I want the ball in the air to determine the fate of the known world. Charles Barkley, John Mayer is with us. People don't know that you've sort of been a coach to me. I, I only eat iguanas, lizards, snakes. Gary Trent Jr. has set. What is happening? I'm trying to get you back on the beat. So when this runs out, what happens to me? When it runs out, you get to start talking. Have you ever tied your raft of Vulcan's anvil? Um, I don't even know what to say about that. Zach, do you have more thoughts than I do? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I have thoughts. Bill Let's Walton is a legend. Bill Walton's, <laughs> Bill Walton's an icon. Bill Walton is one of like 10 people in the entire world, and I'm not even sure my wife is one of them, that I would follow any piece of advice that Bill Walton gives me. He can tell me anything, and no matter how crazy it is, I'm like, that's probably a good idea. Bill Walton's recommending it. I'm doing it. I mean, so one time, there's one time, I hosted a panel. It was a half-hour panel with uh, Bill on it. And I asked him a question, and he spoke for the entire half hour, all gas, no breaks. I did not have to ask him one single follow-up. It was 30 minutes of straight mm -hmm. Bill Walton advice that apparently, Zach, you were taking um, all of it. All of it. Took it all in. You took it all in. Uh, that was incredible. I don't know how to top it, except maybe you, Tristan. You maybe topped it earlier in this show. You didn't think we were going to see you flip a water bottle, get it to go, and not play it back here at the end yes. of the show. Yes. You did it. What? We need to practice our high yes. five, though. Yeah, we got to work on that. That was all a right. <laughs> Perk, what'd you think? Your boy got it to go. Uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty impressive, Trish. Like, you know, flipping a water bottle and making it stick. I mean, you go, dude. I mean, I didn't go know where to go. I didn't know where to go. I feel I like mean, we need to rock, do a better boy. high five really, just to prove. I mean, you really, really rock. <laughs> that we're not quite that uncoordinated. Um, how many times did I do it before? I, wait, what happened in the break? In the, in the break, you got it. I got it. But it took All you four right. minutes to find One more high five before okay. we go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the bottle. I, I One more bottle. Jump for it. One more bottle. Come no. On. Come on. What if I End got it. it? Crunch time. <laughs> <laughs>